I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell Sanders. Yeah. Oh, I have a new last name. You do have a new last okay. name. Uh, and you're listening to Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions, popping bottles, and pop culture. This week on Pop It, we're at Grime New and Used Clothing with owner Molly McGrath. Recommerce may be one of the hottest trends of 2019, but Molly has been curating unique retail experiences in Worcester for a long time. Molly's personal style and fearless attitude are proof that sometimes the shopkeeper is just as important as the shop. Welcome. Wow, what a great intro. Good job, Sarah. <laughs> you make it easy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but we want to ask you how you got into re-commerce and the idea of selling vintage clothing because it seems like you were the first in Worcester or the first to do it in such a curated manner with social media to back you up. Yeah well I think that there was definitely places that came before me because I always hear about easy pieces that was here in Worcester. I I never got to go in there but that and Shaky Jake's um, people always compare this shop to which is from the sounds of it they both shops sounded amazing but um, yeah so Grime started from me just, you know, I went to art school in Savannah, Georgia, and I was always uh, popping into thrift stores and uh, church thrift stores and stuff like that, and always just finding stuff. Even if it wasn't for me, I would buy it for a friend or, you know, buy it and think I was going to resell it someday. So, um, Grime started May 2011. Um, I had just gone on unemployment. I was working for a startup marketing company, and uh, they laid me off, and I was bored. And so, a month into unemployment, I started Grime. And uh, just thought, you know, there's just so many college kids around, and I loved these type of stores when I was in college, so why not just create one in Worcester? So my, my husband, who's my boyfriend, told me not to do it, and I said, that's a dare, and I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. The first time I interviewed you, it was one of the first interviews I ever oh, did. Yeah. I was doing a series about the tastemakers, um, yeah. talking to different women from Worcester for a blog called Worcester Love that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. remember those pictures, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you said your vision was for it to look like you had just stumbled into a rich woman's closet. Oh, I yeah. That was that. that was the – so the original store, everybody referred to it as, like, the closet instead of grime. And um, it wasn't high-end stuff, but it was definitely, like, loud pieces in a very small, small area. Um, But here, I feel like this store is more of, like, a giant reflection of myself because there's all these things. Like, obviously, I collect trolls. I have been since I was in second grade. Um, Globes, umbrellas, like, those are all my collections. Dog pictures, all that stuff's not for sale, which is a big tease. And then pieces I've found over the years, um, all those cutouts back there, those are from our live shows that we used to do at the dive bar. So that's like signage from Days of Confused. Yeah, and the Emporium. So yeah, so just like, it's literally just one big reflection of myself, the store. It's kind of, it's kind of wacky. When you did all of those live shows at the dive bar and you did Wet Hot American Summer and Days of Confused, did you style the whole show? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. It's like, I was like hoarding things like weeks and weeks to come. I was like, oh, this is the perfect for so-and-so or this is perfect. Like, it was just so much fun to do that. Um, yeah, we were doing that for for a while. But uh, yeah, I missed those live shows. That was a really good time. You, I guess, almost like famously portrayed your Darla. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you were very pregnant. Super pregnant. Yeah, like and it reminded me of when MIA performed Swagger Like Us at the, mm-hmm. I think it was like the VMAs, and she gave birth the next day. Yep. Um, yep. How was that experience it was for awesome. you? It was awesome. It was awesome. And we had one person in our cast, too, who was 
who was due the day after me. And she said, oh, I can't do the show. I'm going to be too pregnant. And she didn't know I was pregnant at the time. And I was like, oh, too bad. So she must have came to the show and been like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm pregnant too. Psych. Yeah, okay. um, but uh, no, that was so much fun. Like I was trying to, the whole time I was pregnant, just continue to live my life like the way I normally would. So I was like, oh, this is going to be so funny. Like to tell my daughter one day, like, oh yeah, like I did this show. And I was, the main character that I was playing was a huge bitch. Yep. And, you know. <laughs> She's calling all these freshman sluts and she's pregnant. Yeah. So it's just like really funny. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I miss those shows. I wish we could do wish we could do more. How did that evolve? How did it start? So so that was just a wacky idea. I had so I loved um have you guys ever gone to um Rocky Horror Picture Show? Okay. So for for people who aren't familiar with Rocky Horror Picture Show Live, it's basically they they project the cult classic movie um onto a onto a screen and then a cast acts it out in real time in front of the movie dressed as the characters and they run into the audience audience members throw toilet paper and cards and and bread and all this crazy shit and um i love wet hot american summer it's one of my favorite movies like the state is like that cast like those are my favorite you know comedians and um I love the movie in college, and when when I opened up the store, I'm like, oh, good. Like, now I have a store so I can, like, network better. Because I'd see all these friends in bands, and they were always good at networking and, like, doing shows with people. I was like, well, now I have a store. I can do weird stuff with people. <laughs> and I'll never forget Sean Connolly coming in here. And I kind of only knew of him. He maybe only talked a couple times, like, here and there. And he came in, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask him. And so I was like, hey, uh, I have this idea where I want to act out Wet Hot American Summer live, like possibly at the dive bar, like in front of a bunch of people. Do you want to do this? And like before I could even finish, he's like, yes. I was like, yes, okay. Like where do we start? What do we do? Like you get your weirdos. I'll get my weirdos. We'll group our weirdos together. And now we're all friends. Like we're all, we all know each other now. But so that's how it started. It was just I had this I had this idea since college to, to do that movie live and I just needed one person that like believed in the idea, and that was Sean Connolly. So it was perfect. You're like Lady Gaga and Bradley. Yeah, I was like, please. <laughs> one person please say, in please, the room believes in you. Weird. Please don't say I'm weird. Yeah. And he just immediately was like, "Yup, let's do it." And I was like, "Yeah." So it was fun, like getting to decide which of our friends were going to play what characters and how we were going to do it. And the first year, it was very. We were like, "It has to be exactly like the movie. Like, everybody move at this point and do this like exactly." And then it became the more because we did it, you know, three times it became let's just make it funnier and weirder and like what kind of gags can we throw on top of their gags and like so creatively it kind of snowballed which was really cool and and then it like ran its course you know like we did we did the days of confused one because that's another one i always wanted to do and and it kind of was just like all right we're kind of done with this like on to the next and then it became film wars was the next thing that i was like oh i like want to do this thing and yeah, tell, tell us, us about, about Fillmore's. Yeah. You and I, we got, I remember we got beers at Armsby Abbey and you were like, yeah, there's a bunch of people in my house right now because we're going to make a movie. You're going to make a movie. <laughs> and then when I saw you come out with Fillmore's, I yep. was like, she finally did it. She yep. finally did has, yeah. So Fillmore's came from, I have um, a friend of mine who lives in Boston who always participates in the 48-hour film festival, which is awesome. Um, it's It runs all across the world and they have one, I think, in Providence and Boston, but they would never bring one to Worcester because of those two places. So I participated in his film and it was, again, so much fun. Just like the live shows gathering stuff. Like it was like you had to make a film in two days. And so I'd, I'd, you know, we were shooting the film in Southie and I would drive back to Worcester, gather a bunch of stuff from the script we wrote that night and like bring, and it was just like, just fun just being awake for 48 hours and just trying to like scramble. So I, you know, had that kind of in my brain that I wanted to do something kind of similar to the 48. 
And I was at a cookout at my house. We were celebrating. We would always have a cookout after we were done um, one of the live shows. And my friend Anthony, who works at Ralph's, was there because he would help us with the projector and stuff for the live shows. And he was there. And I was like, again, just not knowing him, but knowing him well enough to be like, I think he would be into this, where Sean Connolly would be into the live shows. I like look at Anthony. I was like, hey, hey, man. He's like, what? I was like, do you want to like just start like a movie thing like at Ralph's where like people have to like make movies? He's like, yep. I was like, okay, what are we going to call it? What are we going to call it? We're like, what's Worcester Film Wars? And so... It just became like me just needing somebody else to like say the ideas good and like let's run with it, you know. And so Anthony was on board, and we um we kind of structured it around the forty eight. So it's we gave you an extra day, so it's three days instead of two days. But it's um oh, that's it, three days, three full days. So it starts launch night is Thursday night. So team sign up, and you come to the launch party. And at the launch party, the first year we did a Yankee prop swap. So it's like a like Christmas prop. Well, I mean, Christmas, uh, you know, gift swap. Yeah. But um, with props. And so people brought their own props. And, you know, you grab your number and you have to swap with other people. And I remember somebody brought five pounds of cabbage. And we're like, <laughs> nobody's going to take this. And our friend who picked number one wanted the five pounds. Of, he could pick anything out of all the stuff he saw open. He was like, I want the cabbage. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is happening? And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's fun. So you start with the launch night. And then from Thursday night to Sunday night, you have to write, film, and edit your movie and hand it back in in person um, Sunday night. It's crazy. It's chaotic. And people are, like, running, like, running to the table. Like, here's my film. Like, oh, am I on time? Um, so, yeah. And then we premiere them all the next weekend and project them onto a giant wall and watch them. And people win money. And, yeah, it's cool. Was the idea behind the prop swap to be like, now you have to make your movie kind of like around Around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the 48, they're they're a little bit more restrictive. They're like, here's your, here's a character name you have mm-hmm. to use. Here's a, here's a prop you have to use. Here's um, a line of dialogue. Here's your genre. Like, they'll be like, you have to make a drama or you have to make a cartoon or like something really specific. Yeah. And so when, when me and Anthony started uh, the event, we're like, let's let people kind of like if they've been simmering like an idea for a couple months, like let's not be like you can't, you know, you can't have ideas already. They brewing, have to you work know? the cabbage in. Yeah, you yes. got to work it in. But like you may have this funny line you thought of a month ago that you can still put in your movie kind of thing. And we didn't want to like, you know, completely crush everyone's uh, creative process. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's really cool. The stuff that people have come up with. I'm like, I can't believe these people are, are in Central Mass. Like and then I. You know, thinking from the live shows to kind of what evolved to film wars to now, like what's going to come next is like really fun for me creatively to be like, okay, now I know all these really cool people who can do lighting and can do film and can do sound. And I'm like, what can I make next? You know, like what's going to come after this? What are the details of this year's film war? So this year's film war, um, we moved the location over to Wormtown, which is good because it's obviously on the same street as Grime and. I love Wormtown. I'm there, you know, every Tuesday playing trivia. But um, so, yeah, so we moved it down there and it starts. Um, teams can sign up now. Um, they just go to the website, which is, which is uh, WorcesterFilmWars.com. And um, the teams will sign up and then we kick off our launch night September 19th, which is a Thursday at Wormtown. And then the hand in night is um, Sunday, the 22nd. And then we're going to premiere all the movies. It's a free event, 18 plus. Um, Again, that's at Wormtown, and that's going to be Saturday, September 28th. 
we helped yeah. to film a promotional video today for Pow Wow Worcester that was just like, oh. what should you do while well, you're in town for the festival? Yeah. And Joe Jacobs was shooting it. I think he's a ringer. Should we get him yes. to do a movie with We're us? We're going to make him. That's what Sarah texted me <laughs> when it came up, like when you, when like, you were like, here's the deal, like for yeah, this yeah, year's yeah. film. Where she was like, should we make a movie? And you hadn't texted me, you hadn't messaged me the like poster yet. So I was like, what is Sarah texting me about? <laughs> I was like, I guess. You yeah. said yes. Well, for, uh, yeah, because <laughs> like, why wouldn't I? I was like, yes. Well, no, because then I think I figured it out. But like, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get Joe on board. And now, now I've got this like cabbage idea rolling in my head. I'm like, yeah. cabbage patch dolls. Like, well, now, so the first year was the prop <laughs> swap, but now we have a giant wheel. Oh. So one of my very best friends, he lives in Atlanta. And he has too much time on his hands because he love he does all the design work for the, the posters and all the all the imagery you see for film wars. It's it's my buddy Tad out in uh, Georgia, but Shout out to Tad. Tad, what up? Um, but he um he made this giant wheel. Like I don't even know how much it weighs. I know it cost him like over two hundred dollars to ship it here. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, I'll pay for it. He was just so excited to make a giant wheel that spun like. And it's got a devil face in the middle. You guys, it's insane. What are some of the things, or can we know? So, yeah. So, well, previous years we've done, like, you have to have this song, like, in your movie. Like, you That's have fun. to have, um, you know, we'll have, like, the team that spun before you has to come up with a line of dialogue that you need to have in your film. And, you know, I'm planning all this stuff out thinking, this is so funny and so wacky. But then you put people on the spot, they're like, uh... I don't know. And, like, nobody will think of anything or they'll think of something, like, super easy. And I'm like, come on. Like, it's war, people. Like, so come prepared for war. Yeah. Like, come, like, with weird ideas. But I learn as I go. Like, there's been stuff where I've been like, oh, this is so easy for someone to come up with this. And I put them on the spot and they can't think of anything. So I'm like, okay, maybe I got to, like, not dumb it down a little bit, but maybe I got to, like, write my own things. Or, like, make it, like, frame it a little bit more specifically. Like, yeah. it has, like, I don't know. A sentence starter. Seriously. Like, the the ideas <laughs> are endless. I want to get, like, really weird with it. And I want to do, like, um, you know, like, do shoot a scene like this style or, like, take iconic movies or ones yeah. that I think are iconic <laughs> and be, like, do a scene that's, like, similar to this type of scene or something. Like, I think that'd be kind of fun. Like, there has to be one scene in your movie that's silent and black and white. Yeah. The rest of the movie cannot. Or, like, one scene where it's, like, you know, Ferris Bueller, like, floating down a float. Like, yeah. you have to get a float down a street and, and have someone singing on it. Yeah. <laughs> and get a parade. And get people singing. What are some formative movies for you? And I see to our right, we have a VHS player. Oh, yeah. We have a bunch of movies here. I love, like, I love B movies. We talked, a li- we were talking a couple weeks ago about a movie that we love, we both love so much, called Grease 2. Oh, my God. Grease 2. <laughs> the greatest movie ever. But there's people, there's people who think um, Grease is the best movie. It, and then there's people who understand that Grease 2 is such a better movie all around. It's legendary. <laughs> it is so good. It's, I can't oh, even. I so just. <laughs> Sarah asked a good question. She asked whether Olivia Newton is in it. She is not. But Dee Dee Khan, who plays Frenchie, mm-hmm. does play like a peripheral role. Rex Manning is in it. Yeah, oh, you know Rex Manning? Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Yes. Yes. He's in it. He's like the he main really dude. Got all the big ringers. Adrian Zamed was at least 30 years old so at the time good. of filming. The songs um. are so much better. Like, the songs are so much better than the original Grease. I don't care. I love Come both. and fight me. If you're listening and you think Grease 1 is better than Grease 2, come at me. See, I I have a – I love both of them a lot. But I really yeah. – Grease 2, I'm like, I'll fight for it. 
So I'll take, I'll go to the mat. Paulette, she is just, I want to dress my two-year-old as Paulette for Halloween. Is Paulette Lorna Luff? I can't remember, but Lorna Luff, too, is, who is Judy Garland's other daughter, oh. is one of the stars. Wow. Oh, maybe it is. But I think it's so funny that Judy Garland's daughter, who's not Liza Minnelli, is, like, one of the stars <laughs> of Grease, too. I think it's amazing. There's so many, like, like Easter eggs. Like, Pamela Adlon has a huge, has not a huge part in it, but she's she's the little sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Pamela Adlon, who now um, is, like, multiple Emmy-nominated for writing and creating and starring in her own TV show, Better Things. Yeah. She's the voice of Bobby Hill on King of the Hill. Like, she oh, was wow. in Grease, too, when she was a teen. <laughs> Well, you're always ahead of the trends, I can tell. And you were literally one of the first people I ever followed on Instagram when oh I got God. that app. Instagram, I've been on that thing for a long time. And I remember when I started Grime, um, I I didn't want to annoy my friends by posting about this weird little store I was making. Like, it felt like just an art installation. Like, I was like, this, I'm not really making a store. I'm, like, playing pretend. Like, this is my pretend store where people are going to come hang out and whatever. And so I didn't want to annoy everyone. So I started my grime Instagram back in like, you know, 2011. And like, that was the only way I was like reaching out to people, like trying to find people through there and just liking random people's pictures. Like, come into my store. (laughs) I'm liking your stuff. I'm pulling it up right now because you have out of 13.3 thousand followers. And you, yeah, there's a very specific aesthetic here. But do you yeah. have um, kind of like a strategy for how often you post no. or what you post? Zero strategy. We're not like, it, it. it's not, you know, there's no specifics with the Instagram. Everybody has their hand in it. You know, it used to be me running it for a while and that just got boring and stale and I hated doing it. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm taking the same picture over and over. But it's been fun letting... Um, some of my employees kind of be like, I want to do this like video where it's like a time lapse video and I'm changing my outfit. I'm like, yeah, definitely do that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and some, you know, like to lay the outfits down and take pictures or like dress mannequins and I'm like, go nuts. Do whatever you want. Um, you have a lot of really loud pieces we talked about, like oh, yeah. the rich ladies closet. You also have a lot of like band t-shirts and vintage That's t-shirts That's the big stuff right now. Stuff. What would be like a dream item to come in? Like as far as like a one just came in earlier and he left with it and I'm still bumming about it. It's very rare that I let a piece leave the store without without me taking it. Like if it's specifically a t-shirt. But yeah, someone just came in with a, a vintage Black Sabbath t-shirt and I let it leave and I had to call the kid back like 10 minutes later and I was like, "Hey, like <laughs> if you if you wanted the perfect amount, what would the amount be because I'm a hoarder. I have my collection. I have, you know, like over 300 t-shirts like just chilling at my house that I've either gotten here over the years or just doing my thing, thrifting or buying off Poshmark or buying off eBay like the collection is just getting out of control. But, yeah, that was a really good piece. I wish you guys were in here when that kid came in because that was – he had a couple good ones. And But it's hard because you, it's it's all – like, grime is like you're just gambling, which I, I love to gamble. But um, <laughs> it's just all day, 24-7, you're like – you're trying to – you're trying to buy stuff from people and you're trying to, you know, the majority of the stuff that's bought, it's either going home in my closet because I'm a hoarder or it's, it's going to be only sold here in Worcester. So you have to – kind of understand your pricing going into it but um it's a game it's fun i like it um i feel like you can always find something in here that you know works for everyone what do you turn away and what are you looking for right now like as you go into the fall season so we turn away a lot of we used to be more open to taking current stuff we would even take like a forever 21 shirt if we still thought it was cute and wearable and you know was still being held up you know but um 
we're seeing so much vintage stuff now that people, I think people have finally caught on to like what we tend to buy here. So the vintage stuff is coming in uh, regularly. So we're taking less and less current stuff, which is good. I mean, I like the store to be approachable. You know, there's so many stores that, that, that do what I do, but they only do it with gems. Like they only do it with like the $100 t-shirts or stuff like that. Like I like the store to be a mix of, you know, current and, and old and new and everything in between. But we're currently buying, um, we're still kind of buying for summer. Um, t-shirts are our biggest seller right now. Um, they always have been. So concert tees, uh, band tees, they don't have to be vintage. They don't have to be 20 years or older, but um, they're just doing great. And if they're not doing great, we cut them into crop tops and put them in the women's section and they sell immediately. So <laughs> of <course>. it's fun. <laughs> so right now we've been talking a lot about the death of the American shopping mall and oh, how yes. retail's in trouble because of Amazon. What makes no. this place successful and it's, different? It's the experience. So people want now, you look everywhere and it's, it's they want the experience. They want the Instagram picture when they walk in here. They want the conversation. They want, you know, they want to hold something up and go, oh my God, do you remember this from Chuck E. Cheese? Like, you know, 20 years ago or like, what? you know, they want the conversation. They want the whole package. So I don't think retail shopping um, is dying. I just think it's, trying it's taking a different turn where a store has to be prepared to um keep someone interested the whole way through you know what i mean so it's like there can't be any dead spots here it has to be like constant good stuff as you walk around when you look up and oh my god last time i was here i didn't notice all the umbrellas or oh my god i can't believe the trolls go all the way across your store like yes i have a problem like i like <laughs> trolls <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah there's no it's just like like even this like yeah, the ugly heater that I covered with. <laughs> yeah, it's covered in umbrellas. Give you it's ugly so heater. Cool. I'm gonna cover you, cover you with cute umbrellas. But yeah, no, the store is like it's just one giant reflection of myself. It's it's my collections. It's the fact that it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's you know it's approachable, but still kind of cool. Like you know, old stuff, new stuff. Well, I think it it does remind me a little bit of like a store from like the the types of movies that you love like yeah. Empire Records oh or God. like like probably like High Fidelity like yeah. the very personalized like yep come in have a conversation like, yeah, yes. yeah 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 that's the best part that's the best part about being here is like it's very like yin yang I get very hippie with it but I'll have like I'll have the I'll have the worst customer come in and they're just like yeah, why don't you take this and they're just like yelling at me and I'm like I don't want your old wedding dress like, I don't know how to explain it like just get out like ah and then that person will leave and I'm like, oh, God, this is so draining. Why do I still own a store? Like, what the hell? And then someone will come in and we'll talk about how I saw Marilyn Manson back in 97. And they're like, oh, my God. And then we'll talk about shows for like an hour. And I'm like, that felt good. Like, right. that just totally canceled out that crazy lady. And like, this is awesome. Like, so it's very like every day. It's just up and down, up and down. You never know what type of person is going to walk through that door, what they have, what they want to talk about. Like, we've had some characters roll through here and... It's entertaining. I'm glad you mentioned a wedding dress because oh, I heard yeah. that you, it. <laughs> I heard that you had a, a crazy story about your own wedding. Is that true? Oh my god! Well, my wedding. Well, my yeah. wedding. I planned it in four months. I was. Just, I got. I got engaged, and I was like, we, me and my husband had been together for like six and a half years, and I was like, come on, like let's just get the show on the road yeah. here. Like I want to get this over with. Like let's move on to the next thing, and. Um, so yeah, I planned the wedding in, in about four months and I wanted to have a backyard barbecue. I was good with dogs and burgers and my husband was the diva. He was like, no, we're going to have a tent and like, you know, got to do my, my parents proud. And so yeah, we rented, a, we rented a house out in Sheffield 
and it was awesome. Like the mountains in the background and, you know, it started to rain a little bit, like as we were done, like the ceremony, but like, I, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is really chill. Well, I think that Sarah was speaking a little bit earlier about how like you are, you kind of can see, you f- can forecast a little bit like what the trend is going to be. And I think that's a really big thing now is like renting an entire space oh, yeah. to bring people to. I was just talking to someone who ha- like w- went to a wedding at a yep. campground that was rented. Um, and so that space that you rented is yeah, now. Now it's like Muko Bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But she was just starting out. She had only rented that house, I think, for maybe one or two other weddings. And I heard about it down the street at the bridal <laughs> shop. But um, I was down there and the woman who was fitting me for my dress that I needed to be perfect in three and a half months. She was like, where are you going to get married? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, okay. So I was like, dress was number one. Like, check it off the list. I was like, I don't know where we're going to get married. She's like you should check out this place in Sheffield. Like my daughter got married there. It's just a house that she rented on Airbnb. And I was like, okay, okay, stranger. Like I'll check it out. And it was literally the house. Like mm-hmm. that's how everything happens to me. It's like this store, like this garage. I was in my old location for Grime, like my little hole in the wall, you know, off of Grove Street, my little place. And this guy, the owner of Victory Cigar Bar, Mark, shout out to Mark. He, we were just talking about this the other day, but he was, he came into the store to try to sell me his jeans and we're talking and he's kind of like a llama boy talking and shooting the shit. And he's like, are you looking for another spot? And I'm like, yeah, like I want, I want the CrossFit down the street. Like I want, like, why are people flipping tires on that sidewalk? I want that building. He's like, oh, like they're moving out. Like you should call the, call the guy that owns the building. I'm like, nah, I can't afford I can't afford Shrewsbury. There's no freaking way I'm selling used clothing on Shrewsbury. He's like, call the guy. He's like yelling at me and like pointing. He's like, just call him up. I was like, okay, man. Okay, stranger. And, it, and then I got this spot. So like the same with my wedding venue and like yeah. this spot, people, strangers are just like, do it. And I'm like, this is a sign. Well, that's how you this find people sign. too. And yes, you said, Sean, yes. I think yeah. you're like, the one Sean, for this. You're the yeah. person that's going to make a live show. And he's like, okay, weirdo. Yes. Yeah. Like just like that. You have a good read on people. I guess so. I also heard you were a swimmer. Molly was like, I think the two, the two Mollies Me, ended Molly. up hanging out one night. And <laughs> Molly O'Connor said, Sarah, you've been challenged yeah. to a swim race. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's on. I forget where I heard. I don't know if I was listening to, I don't know if I was listening to, to when you guys had Jenny on or something. I was, I was listening and I heard someone say swimming and it just like stuck in my head and I couldn't remember which one. Yeah, and I was like, like, someone's a swimmer. It was <laughs> like, it's me. not. Yeah. yeah. She was like, is it you? And I was like, no. Like, what was your big event? <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, I loved breaststroke. It was probably my thing. I could do it for hours and hours. You put me in a pool and I'll just, I'll breast, because it was just such, such a good rhythm. Yeah. You liked I, butterfly? I was like a sprint freestyler and then oh, I did the 200 butterfly. Probably just because no one relay, would. Like, end of a relay race. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but it taught me a lot about myself. And it yeah. seems like you have turned into someone with a tremendous work ethic. If you were going to look back at yourself when you first started Grime and give some advice to a young female entrepreneur in an up-and-coming city, what would you say to yourself? Wow. I don't know. I feel like I get asked this a lot. Of like, how, how did you start the store? Like, how did it happen? I'm like, I don't know. I just... I. I don't like to fail like at anything. Like I'm just, I'm not gonna fail. That's the only thing I had in my head was just like, don't fail. Like just be there every day. So, you know, I'm dating my boyfriend who's my husband now and I had no Saturdays for two years. Like I was like, I just sucked it up and I was like, I think I took I took one Saturday off to, to get married. I took one week off to get married. I think I took one, one Saturday off to see Louis CK like a million years ago, but I was like, th- that was it. Other than that, I just, I was there every single day. And, and and when I wasn't, when I the store was closed, I was out finding cool pieces, doing my thing, thrifting, doing what I love to do. And so, yeah, I don't know. I guess the work ethic thing is, is important. 
The city manager yes. always says the decisions are made by those who show up. Yeah. But I think that's so important. If yeah. you show up, absolutely, you got a shot. Yeah, you know. And that's so funny how like that political side of that goes into real life because it's like in Congress, people vote. They don't. Half the time, people don't show up, and so yeah. it's like then it's like that's real life. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Have you signed up for this year's Veterans Inc. Run for Veterans 5K on November 2nd? They're expecting more participants than ever before. The race starts at 10 a.m. on Franklin Street with an after party to follow at the Beer Garden. Our first Would You Rather is actually like related to something that we can talk more about. Oh, would, you, would you rather, when someone learns your name is Molly, be, uh, oh, yeah. ta- would you rather talk about drugs or dogs? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were like, I was saying how when sometimes when people are like, oh, my dog's name is Molly. I'm like, oh, well, my dog's name is your name. Yeah, whatever your name is. And then they're like, they don't know how to react. And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> Who wants to be yeah. a dog? I gotcha. But this is a good one. All right. So The Hills' first season premiered in 2006. Oh, good lord. <laughs> and now, almost a decade later, Heidi, Audrina, and Whitney are back along with a slate of new cast members in The Hills' new beginning, Including Misha Barton. Um, now, oh. no way. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh, because I was going to say, She's I never, I wasn't a big Hills fan, but I watched The OC, OC and I watched Laguna Beach. See, I watched Laguna Beach. I never watched OC. I don't know why I never watched Barton all is of the yes. star of The OC. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, so my big question was, looking back at other 2006 TV series, was Hannah Montana on in 2006? Yeah, that was its wow. premiere year. Oh my god, that was a trivia question that I had. <laughs> That's crazy. I wouldn't. I would never have like. I would have been like, no, that was 2011. Which then I'm like, I guess Malcolm in the Middle. I agree. Yeah, it wasn't one that I watched regularly, but anytime I stumble upon it, I'd definitely laugh. It was a good Ryan show. Cranston yeah. can do no wrong. I think Hannah Montana is like fresh enough for me, and Billy Ray Cyrus is like so much in our consciousness right yeah. now that like because he's of fine. Old Town Road. Yes. <laughs> well, do you guys him. do you guys watch Black Mirror? Did you watch that episode with? Uh... Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh my God. That show always gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> I don't but love I heard it. That, that episode is really terrific. Yeah, it is. It was. I think. I think it was the only good one out of the three that they released. But this... is Miley Cyrus playing herself? No. Yeah, and she does a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song. So there's a couple. There's a couple songs that like this pop star in the show sings, and one of them was like charting on the actual yeah. Apple, like on the iTunes wow. chart. Like the character, I can't remember the character's name, but yeah, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I would choose that 70s show because I only recently found out that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are actually together now yeah. as adults, but that yeah. when they were on the show, they had no romantic relationship. No, she was, she was like 14 yeah, when the show lied. started. She lied to get on that show. Yeah. Um, yes. She I was it. disappointed, though, when they had a, their baby girl. I was like, you got to name that baby Jackie Burkhart. And they <laughs> did it. I was like, Jackie, of Come course. But yes, I love. I think it also just is like. I would love to see Brian Cranston now that after he's won like an Emmy and a Tony and like oh, yeah. these, like many several of each actually and be like back to me in hell. Yep, yep. All right. Let's oh, see. I had a question. Oh, but oh, the reason I was saying that something you would want to talk about was the Worcester are your Worcester reality show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We joke about me. You gotta do it. Me and Jenny always joke about starting a Worcester reality show, like super scripted and super ridiculous. Well, they all are. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. I think it. Would That's be like really my dream. Fun. That's my dream job is to just be like a producer for The Bachelor. I'm just oh imagining God. you. Yeah, I'm just imagining. Like, That's why we gotta start our own. See, yeah, this is how it happens. Um. Oh, 
it's funny you guys picked Malcolm in the Middle too because the next question is about Lizzo and she has this song where she's like uh, you could have had a bad bitch non-committal but everyone thinks she's saying Malcolm in Malcolm the Middle in <laughs> um, okay so let's see it seems like Lizzo is everywhere this summer would you rather see her make a cameo on summer streaming sensation Stranger Things Euphoria or Glow season 3 I don't three. even know who this person is Lizzo who is this person? she's so you guys, I'm yeah, she's just an <laughs> excellent singer and flautist she she's plays a the flute classi- she's a classically trained what? flautist I used to play the flute she was just on Tiny Desk concert too, uh, but yeah, I really. I she's like her. a she's like a hip hop and R and B singer, and yeah, she like she had re- released some music a couple years ago. It didn't really it like didn't go anywhere huge, and then all of a sudden she's like blown up. It's Aww. very very cool. Everyone wants Aww. her to play Ursula. Do you watch Stranger Things or Euphoria or yes. Glow? Stranger Things. Gotcha. We love Glow. She- no, I I do like Glow. It got better once it once it got a little bit more comedic. I started to enjoy Glow. I feel like that first season, it was, like, a little too rigid for me. Like, and I just was like, eh. And then once it kind of took its guard down, like, all the characters, I was like, okay, now I'm now I'm kind of more into this. Yeah, I think it, I think it took advantage of, like, the, just the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the Not, the off, like, what's the opposite of authenticity? The artifice, the artifice yeah, yeah, yeah. of wrestling and, like, what goes into it. And yeah. I think that was really smart. Um... Okay, so, well, speaking of streaming, Euphoria, I've been watching a lot, but it came out week to week, so, like, I had to wait for every episode. Yeah. And then Stranger Things came out all in one big batch so that you could binge it. I'm curious, yeah. what do you prefer? Do you like week like to, to week or to binge? Because, I mean, like, Handmaid's Tale right now, I'm like, come on. You guys watch Handmaid's Tale? Yes, but I haven't watched the third You're season. You're I'm oh, waiting for them all to come yeah. out so I can watch them all at once. So talk about- can we just have a Handmaid's Tale yes. episode, please? Um, that and Harlots are like my shows right now, my Hulu shows. Um, but no, I only, I, it, it probably is good that they're week to week because I only watch them when I'm at the gym. So it literally forces me to get my butt on an elliptical because I'm like, can't watch Harlots unless I'm on the elliptical. So I, insane with Handmaid's Tale, but no, Handmaid's Tale is it's getting out of control. God, I can't even talk about it. Well, I hope when I last left them, um, I thought she was finally gonna make it to Canada, and then she bailed. But she's because she's the loyal, right? Because that was the end of season. But I couldn't understand it. Yeah, so I know. I hope that I come around. Get to Canada, get to your peeps, and then go get your daughter. And you have the resources. Exactly. I I hate when writers are bad at writing like revolutions. That's what drove me crazy about the Hunger Games. I was like, you, I was like, girl, like you lost the plot, literally. Yeah. You had a revolution question. Too. I do. Have a, I, that's why that was what, kind of what made me think of it. Yeah, so it has to do with uh, something close to your heart and mine. Um, you have a t- tattoo of your favorite, one of your favorite lines from oh, Lamez, you know and you almost named your daughter Eponine. I almost did. My um, brother took the name. Uh, yeah, that's that's Which is the most messed up thing ever. Yes. My brother's like, "Oh, you want the name Eponine for your little girl one day? Psych! Yes, I'm gonna name my kid Eponine. Yes. Boom! Like, that, is there a bigger fuck you that anybody could ever? <laughs> we're like, we're having literally like, the exact same drama in my family right now. That's it's, why we listen, have a name stealing situation. You guys ever get knocked up? If that's ever a choice you decide to make, <laughs> do not tell anybody the name. Don't, yes. don't tell your mom. Don't like just you and your no husband way. have to be on lockdown with that like do not tell anybody the name that's the number one rule i feel it um so my would you rather is would you rather like never be able to hear the music again and it just like lives in your memory or 
you can listen as much as you want, but it, you can only listen to songs that primarily feature Cosette. Oh, <laughs> memory, because I can sing it. I'll Me sing too. It. Just, I was like, no. All the voices. Too. <laughs> if I, have to, I don't never want to hear a heart full of love again. No, no. I just want on my own, but I want on my own Joey Dawson's Creek version. Oh, hell yeah. Always. The nasally one. Yeah, Katie. You remember she did it for the talent show? What was yeah. that, season two, I think? I think it was two. It was early. Yeah. It was earlier. Yeah, Katie Holmes. Some wicked baby, like, whiny <laughs> voice. Mm-hmm. So good. Are you a big Broadway fan? Oh, yeah. I grew yeah, up with kids. that. I grew up with that big time. My mom was, like, super into theater. And so me and my sister grew up knowing the lines to... Cor- chorus line is like one that like is oh, forever. Yeah. My because there's if you if you're familiar with chorus line, I know you are. But there's songs in there that are super inappropriate for kids. So there's a song where the woman sings about it's called tits and ass. That's the name of the song, right? And so she's like, I'm never gonna make it unless I get some tits and ass. They like, trick okay. you though because on this on like in the actual track, it's called yeah. Dance Ten Looks Three. Oh, that's so right. You're Dance like, Ten Looks Three. You're like, no, it's gonna be a it's a fine song. Yeah. Like this is totally yeah, a story. But that was the problem is that she could dance like a maniac, but her looks were three so she needed to get the tits and ass for her to like really make it and not be in the chorus anymore but so anyways my mom who's like super sleuth would be like i'm gonna fast forward dance 10 looks through i'm gonna fast forward it but then be these other songs there's this one song where the guy sings about gonorrhea yeah okay he just sings about gonorrhea he looks it up and he finds it in a book finds it in a book and he like thinks he has gonorrhea and it's the whole song okay so me and my sister are like this friggin big and we, we think it means diarrhea. Clearly, clearly gonorrhea and diarrhea are the same thing. It sounds okay? very similar. So we'd be at the grocery store. My mom's like pushing us around. And I'd be like, no, Mindy, you've got gonorrhea. And she'd be like, no, Molly, you've got gonorrhea. My mom's like, okay, like stop. Like pump the brakes with the gonorrhea. Like please stop yelling that word. Like we'd be screaming it. But no, we grew up. Any any musicals didn't matter, inappropriate or not. My mom was like, okay, if you're singing, like you're good. So okay. that lame is we knew all the words to that before we knew the words to anything. Like anything, anything. yeah. My mom's convertible would sing it all the way to Florida, oh, just yeah. on repeat. My family, we would like take like the entire family would like go see it like in Boston, and yeah. then we would like go eat at Bennigan's after. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a big day. Yeah, Tommy, like Pinball Wizard, like all the like all those songs, like oh my god, yeah. Grease, Grease 2. Grease 2. Importantly, Grease 2. <laughs> so bring it back. Yeah. Well, my only other question is about trends because it is new and used clothing yeah. here. And uh, Vogue came out with their top trends of summer 2019. Ooh, Glasses chains was on there. Oh, is that by the nice. teens? Um, what about wallet chains? <laughs> Vogue. Vogue. I thought you said Vogue. I was like, is there a Vogue? Like, no, no, no. no. Like, Vogue. Vogue. Yes. Yeah. So they talked about glasses chains, anklets, and friendship bracelets. Oh. They talked about tie-dye, which makes sense. Woodstock's yeah. 20th, I mean, 50th again? anniversary. Leopard came in, but I feel like it's going it's going back. Midi. I think it's in and out. Midi leopard skirts was on the list. Oh, okay. I like a midi mm-hmm. skirt. But what are some of the things that you have identified as trends that you're selling right now? Well, I'm telling you, I cut anything into a crop top. I'm like the, I'm like a wizard with scissors. Like, I just do one straight line right there at the bottom. People, people are just like, yep, I'm gonna buy it immediately. People, I, it's shocking that people cannot cut their own clothing. I'm like, come in, I'll cut it. Yeah, I have um, to. I have to do like I'll do one, and then yeah. I'll be like, it's perfect, and then hold it up, yeah. and it's like I've accidentally made You're a like, trapezoid. What? But or just take a shirt and add a little thought knot, and people are like, oh my god, I'm gonna wear this every day. I'm like, yeah, see, ding ding ding. Look <laughs> at you, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Look at yes, you, Tom it's Hanks. Me, Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, that and um, I mean, just any any type of like Harley tee is doing really good right now. Like that rugged like. So sometimes people will bring up a shirt and they're like. 
excuse me, like, can I have $5 off because a hole in it? I'm like, people want the hole. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain it here. People, like, want to be mad about a stain or a hole. But I'm like, some people want that. And I'm not going to put a note on everything being like, someone may want this beat up flannel. You may not. And that's fair. Yeah. We're not going to force you to buy anything here. So don't worry about it. Brought up Forever 21 earlier. Like, they oh, yeah. sell clothes purposely that are just yeah. in pieces. They're in right. tatters. They're just, Yeah. And it always is, like, it's painful to me to, like, take something, but I'm like, it's still cute and, like, still okay, so, like, might as well give it another go. Someone will scoop it, you know? And it's not like they're going to wear it to the office, like, exactly. for a night out. And just don't wash it. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's the trick. Put, it in the mm-hmm. <laughs> just put it in the does that, freezer. Put it in the freezer with that. Does that work? Like, <laughs> with the, well, does that, like, work? I know that's, like, a thing with jeans. Like, you just do that with anything. Like, yeah, I'm going to put my T-shirts in the freezer yeah. now. Molly's roommates are going to open up the freezer yeah, when they get home and be like, oh, my it's gonna God. It's going to be, like, it's my fault. My trader, yeah, like, my Trader Joe's, like, gnocchi and then, like, yeah. also my T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Whatever you got to do. Well, thank you for welcoming yeah. us into your store window. This yeah. is very cool. And Unity Mike came and took yeah. some photos, oh, so make sure to, to post Don't those. Look, nobody look at those photos. They're I just awesome. want to point out Sarah said store window. We're literally in the window. We're in the window. We are the mannequins. <laughs> so if anyone walked by. I know. I wish more people had walked by. We could have really yeah. scared them. There's some people. Pranks. Oh, oh, I don't want to mess with them. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you for keeping Worcester so beautiful and alive. And like what you do, yeah, you're being too. (laughs) But you're taking old Worcester and bringing new life back to it. You know, so um, have a wonderful summer. Yeah, we can't wait for Fillmore. Come to Fillmore's, make a movie. Yes, we'll be there. Everybody, make a movie. It's just fun. Just do it. Make a movie. Don't be lazy. Mm -hmm. Just do it. (laughs) Well, I have been Sarah. I have been Molly, and this is Pop It. Pop It.